Okay, from 17, uh, it's uh, from verse 5, chapter 17. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the wasteland. He will not see prosperity when it comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not uh, fear when, hard, um, when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a years of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Please be seated. But it once said that the whole work of the Lord, from the beginning of the Old Testament and the beginning of history to the end, you can uh, say it in two words. In a spiritual life, spiritual world, and in financial world, and political um, world. The Lord has only done two things. Two things. All those who've been um, proud, he's brought them down. And all those who've been um, humble, he's exalted them. Any history that you read in this world comes to these two points that I've just said. And this has been proven as well. All the leaders of the countries, the emperors and the kings, where do you think they are now? But those who really were humble in the presence of the Lord, what happened to their lives? This book is full of, um, full of stories like that. One of the signs of a humble person is this, that humble people uh, trust the Lord. If I ask you to do a task at home, I'm sure that it's going to keep you busy for, for weeks on end. 
You can uh, go through the Bible and then find out what has been the result of people who trusted the Lord. And then, then also go through the Bible and find out what happened to the people who did not trust the Lord. It's very good that in your Bible study time it will be good to have that in mind when you're going through the Bible and see yes, who trusted the Lord. I have done it myself. And I've been blessed by it. To, to trust the Lord, it's been very emphasized in the Bible. And one of the best things that we can come close to the Lord and, and uh, is, is to trust Him. All those who trusted the Lord, the Lord um, blessed them and gave them new victories. Many of the promises that is in the world of God are for those who trusted the Lord. I, I, please, I'm asking you to do that yourself at home because I cannot mention every one of them. Go through the Bible and you see how many promises are, though, are there for people who trusted the Lord. And then on the other side, opposite side, look at the people who, how many curses there was for people who never trusted the Lord. I'm just going to give you one example. Um, David 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 Takawara David the king uh, had learned how to trust the Lord completely at one point and the Lord really loved him because of that and then he said that he is a man after my own heart and it is a lot of victory that the Lord blessed David wait. But there was one thing that the, uh, David could not trust the Lord with. He got really um, um, defeated for that. It was a very interesting thing. Do you know what happened? One day he decided to count how many people he had in his army. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a king who wants to know how many, are, uh, how many soldiers does he have in, your, in his army. That is not wrong, is it? But the Lord got really upset because of what David did. And he punished him really badly. Why? Because what David did, the motivation that caused David to count his army, is because he wanted to put his trust on how many people he's got in the army. He had uh, gained a lot of victory to, towards all the other armies because he had trusted the Lord. 
But now, all of a sudden, he's come to a point saying, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm gaining all these victories. Let me count and see how many people I've got in my army that has made me so victorious in my wars. But the Lord punished The Lord punished David so badly so that David learned a lesson that what it means to trust the Lord and what can happen when he doesn't trust the Lord. But what does it mean, trusting the Lord? I know a lot of people, well, as soon as they go out of their house in the morning, they say, the Lord, we trust in you today. <laughs> and even, we've heard that even the thieves, when they go for a robbery, they say, Lord, we trust in you. <laughs> a lot of people use this. But what does in reality, what does it mean to trust the Lord? I'm, let's think about it just for a minute. Because what, the, the, what I said to you about the evangelism and um, the per, our purpose, uh, we are going to trust the Lord for that as well. So what are we going to do? How are we going to trust? What does it mean to trust the Lord? Is to be sure of what he's going to do. I think we can we have to trust that the Lord is trustworthy first. Just imagine when um, the trust between a couple in a household goes away, can this couple stay together after that? When there is suspicion about each other's faithfulness in a household uh, between two couples, uh, then the, the foundation is already shaken. And then instead there is stress and there is always you're worried about what's happening and who is doing what and it's always, uh, tension is always there. If you cannot trust your friends, can that friendship continue? The most uh, difficult thing for me is to, ex to understand when I find out that somebody doesn't trust me. Right. Just imagine you've, you've gone somewhere and the, people, the way they're looking at you as if they, they don't trust you, you know, you pick up something. It seems like you're in hell because the way people are looking at you as if they don't trust you. You don't want to stay there more than one minute. We all want people to trust us. And when they don't trust us, we get very upset. But for us, who are human beings, who have lots of faults and we are not perfect, and we get so upset when people don't trust us. 
But just imagine how our Lord feels when we don't trust him. How much we break his heart when we don't trust him. How can we um, sadden the heart of our Holy Spirit when we don't trust him? Because his children don't trust him. We don't trust his grace. We don't trust his promises. We don't trust his strength, his power, his love. And this is why believers even continue living a sad life. I have heard this from a lot of people that the believers that the way they should be happy in their personal life they don't seem to be in a while ago somebody told me that I don't understand what do you do in that church because when my wife comes back from the church meeting he, she seems very at, on age and, and stressed and then I think that if she comes to church and returns so angry, it's better for her not to attend church. And then I said, your wife seems very happy at home, at, in the church. She said, yes, I accept it. When she's amongst you, she's very happy. But only it's once a week that she's very happy. And that one and a half hour in the church, she's happy. But what can I do? What can I do with this woman? With the rest of the time she's sad, she spends it with me. And then I started speaking to that woman about this. And then I realized that this lady isn't... He doesn't know how to trust the Lord. She comes to the church, says, Lord, I'm giving you this my, my problem. And she's very happy because she's given up her problem. And do you know what happens when she leaves? And then what happens? She takes her problem and goes out of the church. And then she carries it home. It's like I'm giving you a present. And then after that, take it back. And then I, uh, I um, you know, I come back to you and say, give me my present. Because I regret giving you a present. And many times we are sad at home because of this. Because we don't trust the Lord properly. And this is a, a problem with the root of our, what, um, a believer's life. Because we work with people, unbelieving believers. Unbelieving believers. Have you heard of unbelieving believers? Many times we are uh, included in that list. We cannot trust the Lord properly. And that is why most of the time we are disappointed, we are in fear, and we are sad Christians. And, and the second thing in trusting the Lord is how to lean on the Lord. 
You're sitting on these chairs at the moment. And nicely, you're leaning back. And you want, for one second, you don't think that, oh, the back is going to go off in a, and you're going to fall down. If you didn't have that back to support you, then the way you would have sat down would have been very different. The Lord is our um, our fortress where we can lean on Him. And the, the Word of God talks about it many times in the Bible. That the Lord is our hope and the Lord is trustworthy and we can lean on Him. I think we can count on him. That's what it means. And we should know that this uh, is not going to move from its place. This, this fortress. And it's very powerful. We had a sister in our church. A very good believer. And very faithful. And 20 years she'd been coming to church. And we were very respect, respecting her a lot. But the same sister was, uh, she was, she couldn't trust the Lord with her personal problems at home. That's why most of the time she seemed uh, very sad. One day I uh, I went near her and I encouraged her to trust the Lord. And she got a little bit upset. And she said, do you think I'm an unbeliever? Of course I'm trusting the Lord. And of course I'm trusting the Lord and leaning on him. And then I, I, I knew that she was, she was about to argue with me. And then I thought, she's not going to be happy whatever I say. And sometimes we do, uh, you know, destroy instead of build it up. Sometimes it's necessary for us to step back so that the Lord can do his job. That I started praying for this sister because I wanted the Holy Spirit to reveal it to her because she was a very emotional and sensitive person. And it was difficult for her to accept that she hasn't been trusting the Lord. And one day she had a dream. And it was a she, the dream with a message. And it was from the Lord. And she uh, saw in her dream that she was climbing a mountain. And it was a steep and big mountain. And it was like a wall. It was very straight up. And the Lord, the, this sister of ours was climbing really hard up. And two steps she was going up. And then four steps she was falling back. She couldn't. She couldn't go up. And this uh, mountain had sharp stones that was uh, hurting her body all over. And her fear grew even more when all of a sudden her the ground underneath her opened and she fell all the way down. And then on the way down she got hold of a branch that was coming out. And she was very happy that she got hold of a branch. 
Mankamit aveli shat vakhetsa vor tesav arten chugh uzmarmatits turtska. She got even scared, more scared because I she could see that the branch was moving away from the Because her hope was on that branch. Tesav vor el inchi zerketnum She knew that anything she was touching was coming off. Ira She had put all her trust on that branch. Ira And her Brain. Her experiences. Her cleverness. Her work. But one after another they were coming off. And then, and then she started praying, Lord have mercy on me. Lord, show me your way and have mercy. What can I do in here? And then this is the last thing I, I don't know how to, has to hold on. When we come to the end of our, li- end of our um, desperation, that's the best place to be. When we come to a point that we don't know what else to do and our, our brain doesn't work, that's a good place to come sometimes. When sometimes all the doors are closing uh, for us, then the most blessing comes sometimes in that. Because the Lord opens up his door. When we finish with ourselves, then the Lord's parts begin. His, his starts, and that is what, what it means to trust. The, this um, lady sees Jesus standing right at the end of the cliff. And then she, Jesus says, do you know what you should do? He says, let go of that branch. Let go of that branch. Let go of the, the thing that you have trusted most. Because I'm standing right underneath. And this woman eventually lets go of that branch and then he sees, she sees herself in the bosom of uh, Jesus. Tired and wounded. But Jesus teaches her how to climb that wall, that mountain. And this is what it means to trust. David Wilkinson says, He says that if, like Jesus, you don't come to a point in your life that you can say, God, Father, Father, why have you abandoned me? Then you haven't become a proper Christian. That's where you learn how to trust the Lord. And the third message of the trust is this. To look at the Lord with all your spirit and all your heart. Looking at him only. 
And directly, and this is a very important message. Look at me and see, it's very important what I'm saying. Don't do anything else. Just look at what the Lord is doing. Many times we think that having faith means we have to do something. But sometimes, I mean, most of the time, having faith means doing nothing. And just to look at and see what God is doing himself. But seriously, look at him. Directly look at God. With all your heart, look at Jesus. Not with indifference. I don't want you to look at him that way. You have to look at him with a purpose, knowing why you're looking at him. With a purpose, you have to look at him. And look at the uh, aim that you have, the purpose. When uh, a love begins between a boy and a girl, why do you think the first sign of love, where do you see that? In their eyes, of course. The way they look at each other changes. They don't look at each other the way they were used to do. The way they look at each other is different. The purpose is different. And then the look has a message. It's not an indifferent look. If it all he's being, he's looking at her. The coach. Have you looked at the, uh, a football coach? Ha, he looks at it when a match going. Just look at the way he's at his players he's looking at every single player that's playing and then the referee how is he looking at this uh, there are three referees going around looking to make sure that nobody is fouling it's very important the way we look when Napoleon wanted to send his generals to war, he used to call them out and he used to shake hands with them and then he would stare at them into their eyes and then wouldn't say anything. And then with that look, they used to get what the message was. And they were ready to go and even give their lives for nothing. One man's look made such a difference into his general's lives. Our need is that. So that we can stare at God. And this um, the word of God encourages us to do that. In Hebrews it says, look at our, um, uh, the author and uh, the perfecter of our a savior. Look, let's look at him. Because um, um, the Egyptians, um, they, the Israelites came out of Egypt. They were very happy to come out of slavery. They started praising the Lord, worshiping But then 
They all went to sleep. They started complaining. They started get, uh, being fearful. Because in front of them they could see um, the sea. And at the back there were the Egyptian soldiers coming after them. They couldn't go forward. They couldn't go backward. So what are they going to, what, what did they say to Moses? He said that it wasn't their graves, weren't there no graves in Egypt so that we had to come here to die? What are we going to do now? They had come to a dead end. How many times Moses had seen a sea part? He didn't know what to do either. But what was the message of the Lord for him? Please listen to this carefully. This is very important. We have to do the same. If you want to trust, to learn how to trust the Lord, this is what you have to do. He said, don't be scared. Quiet. Be quiet. Some, a lot of the time, the way we talk brings down a lot of things. The Lord, the Lord commanded them to be quiet. <laughs> Somebody told another person, he says, I know you don't know how to talk, but can, don't you know how to not talk? <laughs> so don't talk. Be quiet. And stand still. And see how the Lord fights for you. And then the same Egyptians that you see here, we are not going to see them for eternity. And we see so many stories like that. And it's very, uh, these this, um, stories are all um, very meaningful. And it's full of uh, messages for us. I'm just giving it a start. You can't, please continue on your, on your own. Look at him, just look at him. And there is another place that they started complaining. And the Lord sent them um, snakes. Complaining is a very big sin. And we might, most of us might not see this as a serious sin. But you have to be careful about it. Because to be complaining about every single thing, it doesn't bring glory to the Lord. So there are snakes, thousands of them, thousands of them died because of these snakes. And then Moses was interceding for these people. And the Lord says something mm, amazing. He says, make um, an iron um, out of bronze, what, what do you call it? Yes, um, a snake. And then stand it up. And he says, whoever is dying, whoever is dying, just look at this snake and then you'll be healed. It's something amazing, isn't it? Strange. Just look at this. I don't want you to do anything extra. Many times the extra things that we try to do destroys the world. The Lord told Abraham, 
Abraham once made a mistake and looked at Sarah instead. And that's why Sarah said, come on, you can have my, my slave girl. Sometimes we think of that. Let's help, give him a helping hand. Oh, poor God, let's help him out. He said something and now he sort of doesn't know how to get out of it. So Sarah says, you are about 100 years old. I'm about 90 years old. Who is going to have a baby? Who are you looking at? Are you looking at Sarah's dead womb? Are you looking at your uh, frail body, old person? And then he says, Abraham, look, there is my slave girl, my maiden girl. Just look at her. Just that decision, one decision, and we are on 21st century, and the war is still between those, the, the, the two boys going on. The whole Middle East is never in peace, and even American England is mixed with this because one person did not trust the Lord. And we've, we, we are um, here because of them as well. Abraham thought that he had to do something. The Lord said, don't do anything. Just look at me. I will do it. You, I don't want you to do it. And the same he's saying it to you. What does it mean to trust the Lord? I'm going to finish it. The, to trust the Lord, to lean on Him, means that you will have to take your trust off other people, take your trust off, lose your faith on yourself and other people, and put your trust 100% on the Lord. In Psalm 46, 10, it says like this. It says, calm down. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Stop doing whatever you're doing. That's when our works cannot answer. Stop leaning on your brain. On your intelligent and your, your uh, experiences. Stop leaning on your what you know. Even um, stop leaning on your spirituality. Stop leaning even not in your prayers and in your um, fasting. Prayer and fasting is only a means. But it is not the source of our trust. We have to only trust the Lord. Nothing else. Just like Ezekiel. The king had sent him a terrible letter. He said he was going to destroy his people. Yeah. 
He was the king of Assyrians. The letter he, he opened up in front of the Lord and he gave it up to the Lord. One night and the angel of the Lord killed 185,000 of the enemies. Sometimes the Armenians and Assyrians make a joke of this. They said that the, the Armenian, the, um, the angel must have been an Armenian. But now there's only one, it was only one angel. What would have happened if there were two angels? I don't know. And this is the result of trusting the Lord. And it is the same. And trust me when I say it's the same for us. This, the, the, the story, they are not just stories. This is life for us. A Catholic priest went to an orphanage and he wanted to know what, um, he, how he can assist. And they said that in this orphanage we have two pounds left in our budget. And he says the older children are sitting there and they want food. We don't know what to do because we only have two pounds. He said, give me the two pounds. And then threw it out of the window. And he said, now you don't even have the two pounds. You have nothing. Now we can trust. When you think that there are other things still that you can trust in, you cannot trust the Lord properly. But when you come to a point that you know you cannot trust anything else, and it's only the Lord that is left for you, all the other doors are locked, it's only the Lord that has got his door open to you, that's the only time that you can trust him with wholeheartedly. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Let's uh, open our hearts. Tonight I'm going to ask a question. Are there still things in your lives that you cannot trust the Lord with? In your personal life. Your family life. The things that you cannot even uh, voice it because it's so personal. About your weaknesses. Your worries. Your needs. Your struggles. Is there anything that you cannot trust the Lord with? I, I ask you to give, give him just right, right away now. Let's think about what points there are in my life that I cannot trust the Lord with. Let's find out which area in my life, in our lives, we cannot trust the Lord with. And then just pray, Oh Lord, have mercy on me because of my unbelief. Can we trust the Lord for the Armenian people?
The Lord said that from these stones I can make uh, children for Abraham. Can we trust the Lord for the impossibilities? For our sicknesses? Can we trust Him that He can heal? For our relationships? For our children? for the things that we tried so hard but we couldn't solve it. Can we trust Him for the weaknesses that we've had it for years and we haven't got rid of them yet? For our future, can we trust Him? Can we trust Him? Do you want to be in the list of people who trusted the Lord? If the Lord is speaking to your hearts, that you have to trust in that area, um, you have to trust the Lord. Not just in this meeting. But in, in your um, daily life, give, give it up to the Lord and put your faith in Him. For those of you who the Lord is pointing at an area in your life and He wants you to trust Him with that area, please stand up. And tell Him what is it that you want to trust Him with. Tell Him yourself. He says, trust Him with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. Because he is above your understanding. And if uh, whatever you think, he can do it more than our understanding. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord.